Well, hello there, you beautiful looking individuals and untied rhinos fans. I am your host, Sis, and below me are some fine looking individuals. I got Mixa underneath me, Hydro right underneath him, and Dubert over on the top right. And we got guest speaker number zero under him because we don't have one for today. Um, I'm going to start with Hydro, my co-host. Hydro, how are you doing tonight? Howdy, howdy. How's it going, folks? I'm doing pretty good, Sis. Um, I'm really interested to hear... Because me and Mixer are both NCS, so I'm interested to hear, like, the talk about that. I feel like, you know, there could be some arguments there, especially the way things shaped up, like, towards the end of the season. Um, but, yeah, that's all I got. You'd love to see it. And, uh, Mixer, you're using a phone camera. Props for having to deal with all of that. I don't know how you do it. How are you on this lovely evening? I'm fine. I don't normally use a camera at all. So, like, I think I got it from Mario, who would, like, put on his phone camera in Discord and just walk around his room. But I was like, I mean, worst comes to worst, I can just do that. So no webcam for me, no standing microphone for me. I'm poor, but it's fine. I make up for it. I'm here to talk about the NCS stuff, though, so we'll get there eventually. Love to see it. And over on my right by himself is the lone standing Mac League analyst himself. Dubert, how are we doing? Doing good today, says. Yeah, I'm just here to uh, talk about Mac, uh, bring in some standings. Nothing crazy right now. Obviously, we're going to have more. And that's about it, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the sum of the Mac League for you, right? there. No, I'm joking. But uh, all right, moving on to some more interesting things other than all of us boring people talking. Hydro, let's take a look at uh, Fettuccini standings and what's going on over there. Because obviously at our bottom tier league, technically speaking, since Linguine has been put on kind of a hold, uh, we got some things going Ooh. on. Not everyone really keeps up with this. So why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Um, all right. So as far as like points go, and record, um, if you look at the West Conference, it's looking a little more grouped together, right? Whereas the East looks very top-heavy. I mean, Ottawa Fett is on a tear. They're 8-0, and which is wild. I know they don't play as many games as us, but, like, still, to be undefeated this late into the season, like, yeah, who else is winning the league, you know? Because you also have teams on the East, like Baltimore and Nashville. They're 7-1 and and 7-1, and right? So, I mean, maybe they haven't played Ottawa. Uh, but still, like I said, like there's still heavy hitters over there on the East. Uh, meanwhile, on the West, you got Seattle leading. Uh, they're tied for first. I don't know if like the actual tiebreaker is correct on the website, but um, Seattle and Denver both have 25 points, and they're both seven and one. So shout out Kolb, who's you know the new GM of Seattle. He's doing cool. good things. Kuznet have been been around for a while, so you know he should have his teams under control as well. Um, and then you know you have you have Maui and Houston there. Um, the big difference, like the outlier here, is if you look at the fourth seed for FET, you got Houston with 23 points, 6-2. And, and then you have the fourth seed on the East is Jersey at 19 points with 15-3. and three. So since these guys don't play each other, like NCS and MAC do, like they play the whole conference, it's kind of hard to tell if the bottom half of the playoff teams for the East Conference are... Um, up to par with the bottom half teams of the West Conference, or if maybe, you know, the East is just deeper and, you know, has um, more competition towards the end. Um, but either way, like, you know, if, if you're looking at, if you're paying attention to FET, then you probably know who Ottawa is and they are destroying right now. Uh, I just want to look at some stats to see, like, what, what we got going for, like, uh, goals per game. Um... And in the lead, we got Oates, who is a 115. He's got 13 games played. 
Um, I think Outcast, NB Outcast, he is fifth right now, but he also has 22 games played. So like uh, the highest two people, you got three, number three and four, Moon and the Bushwookie. They only got uh, four games played. Everybody else, like it's, you know, it's kind of close. Um, also cool, you got Vape and Vape Dad. And <laughs> I mean, that's pretty sweet. So I would assume that's his real dad because why else would you do that, you know? That's pretty cool that they're playing in Fet League together. I like that a lot. Uh, but yeah, that's really it. That's all that's going on in Fetishine League. No cool drama, no like risky playoff runs or anything like that. Well, um, I'd love to offer any input on that. Unfortunately, I know relatively little to nothing about Fettuccini. And uh, for those of you wondering why I don't have a Fettuccini representative on the desk, I'll be working on that. But there's going to be like episodes that is completely pointed at and directed for like league specific things. We're going to have segments for like Fett and we're going to have people on for Fett that know everything about it that we don't, which is probably a lot more than any of us know. But uh, pretty good rundown. Now, however, um, since we do have a Mac player himself here, Dubert, I'm sure he knows quite a lot about that. And uh, being on that number one seed of the Philadelphia Plague, who has kind of been dominating Mac League, I'm sure we have some great biased uh, opinions here from him. So, uh, Dubert, what's going on over in the good old Mac League? Well, I mean, we'll start with the easy side, apparently, which everybody says it's quote-unquote easy, um, with uh, Philadelphia being number one in the East. Oh, the priest. Uh, We're talking about yeah, the priest right yeah. now. Apparently, okay, it's, okay. apparently it's free, as told by many West players. Um, but I've said, you know, <laughs> I've told them on my stream when I had it, uh, you know, when you have like a bunch of low champs, obviously it's going to be, you know, pretty easy. It's going to be the same people running into each other. Uh, but going on from that, you got Carolina. You know, they're right behind us. We did just play them. We did just beat them. Um, but they are a solid team. You've got Cleveland behind them. I don't remember playing them yet. I don't know if we did or if I was even playing at the time. Uh, let me check real quick. I don't think we did yet. If we did, then I don't remember it at all. Uh, we have played them, and we beat them 3-1. I don't remember that, unfortunately. Uh, and then right behind them is Chicago, and I know they beat us. Uh, so they're not a bad team. And you know that. They're in four seeds, so they're they're still there. They're still there. Uh, with 34 points. And then the wild card, you got Nashville and uh, Jersey. And Jersey made a uh, late-of-the-season run. Uh, they weren't doing too hot in the beginning, but they've really come up from that. They're now 9-6, and six, which is great. Um, and you got Buffalo and them right behind them with 32. Uh, and then going on over to the, we the, the West, the West uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have Phoenix at number one. And I know they didn't start off hot just like uh, Jersey didn't. But now they're number one. I mean, they're 11-4. and four. They've got 42 points. The only one right behind them right now is Vancouver, and I knew Vancouver was the talk in the beginning. Um, we faced them in the preseason final. Uh, semifinal. Semifinal, sorry. Semifinal. Um, and I know they have a good team with Matt Ander and all them on it. Uh, you got San Diego uh, right behind them. I don't know much about San Diego, but, I mean, they've got 39 points, so they've been taking down some good teams. Uh, then you got SAR, who have, uh, the only other team besides us in Mac League to have clinched their, uh, their division or their conference. Um, and then right behind them is Seattle with another uh, run they had in the middle of the season. They did just lose a player, so I don't know how it's going to go for the rest of the season. And you got Denver right behind them, and that's about it. I mean, I, I was really looking at Santa Fe in the beginning of the season. Um, I'm a big fan. I hope everybody here knows this. And I'm sure they do. Uh, I'm a big fan of KO. KO is my, uh, my favorite uh, West Side player for some reason, and it's because I play him on Valorant. But he's my favorite player uh, on the West Side. And that's really about it. There's nothing been much going on. I mean, it's been a little 
talking here and there and a little discussion about who's better in the West or the East. Do you guys have anything, anything to say about that? Do you guys think who's better West or East side? For Mac or in general? Mac. Mac. Just I Mac. Mean, if you had to take anything on it. If I had to take anything, it's got to be the East because Philly's there, but I'm biased, so like maybe don't take my no. opinion. But, I mean, from what I've seen, like, like Demonic Wool is the best player in Mac, hands down, no question about it. So I, uh, he's on the East, so I got to say the East. But I mean, other than that, there's there's some good West teams too, but I think it's kind of more top heavy in the West compared to the East. So I got to say the East. You guys don't play cross conference anymore, right? No. So you have no idea who's like actually like. I know the players. Side? I know all the players. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. But okay. So like my thing is, is like, why do you think like, the top part of the East is so dominant, you know, and you have teams with four losses in the number one seed on the West side, like, oh, is the West easier or like, is the West have a lower quality of teams like all throughout in your opinion? Uh, or is it a higher quality of teams? Like, like for instance, like the whole BDS thing, right? How like BDS yeah. could be like a contender for number one in NA, but they wouldn't always get number one like they would. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, if you go over to the West, are, do you guys get four losses now, or are you still 14-1? Mm, well, if we go to the West, we don't lose a game. We don't drop a game <laughs> if we come down to it. Uh, the West the West is, is really weird when it comes to it. Uh, when I've watched most of their games, the only, the only two teams that, I mean, they're the top of the two top in the West, the only two teams that I think give us competition is Phoenix and it is Vancouver. They have the speed, they have the the mechanics and stuff like that. But I've I've watched a lot of West games and their mechanics and speed is it's it's not as fast as like most teams you would think in the top of ML. So, um, so not not San Antonio. San Antonio wouldn't give you even though no no <laughs> no not even closer. Uh, maybe they might they might get a game if we're trolling and going for clips and stuff like that. But so then, who are you expecting to see in the finals? Um, Vancouver or Phoenix. Uh, maybe oh, if Santa Fe picks it up, I think Santa not, Fe, what do you mean? Who, either or. I mean, who? Is oh, it Vancouver who? or is it Phoenix? You don't get to pick two. Can I say what I want and say who I think? Can I'm, I say I'm I not going to ban you. Well, yeah, that's debatable. But... I, 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 think I want Phoenix to make it because I would love to face first position because we've always been talking like back and forth on it. Mm -hmm. But I think that Vancouver makes it. You think Vancouver? You think you think the ass eater Mad Ander I, and his little yeah. butt buddy Fiction are gonna pull through? Yeah, I, is it I the top really roster, Matt and Fiction? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Fiction's a one thirty-five or one thirty, something like that. He's actually one of the lowest. Mm -hmm. um, but, you, but he does like, talk you think and the, he is good. Who do you think the three best players on that team are? And and Vancouver? Yeah, for Vancouver. Like, since you're expecting them to make it, uh, Matt Fiction and Dad. Matt Fiction and Dead are yep. that's the playoff Fiction. roster. In a production. Yep. Okay. <laughs> what? what? Nice browser <laughs> source. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, oh Wait, if I do this right though, then you should be able to see the chat come up. Hold up. The chat. <gasps> look at that. Oh, Yo, look at that. I, I seen it for a second, but oh, there it is. I'm making it larger. Hey. Hold up. Wait, it's too large. That's good. That's good. That's, that's good, right? Not a word. Yeah, it's good. That's, That's good. good. It needs to be like in my OCD's bubble. Uh, to point on to like the MAC teams as well, a lot mm -hmm. of those guys have had roster changes. Starting off in the early season, like we talked about Vancouver. Uh, Dewey already mentioned how Vancouver is kind of like starting off preseason, that was the team to beat in the West. 
Uh, that's when, when they had Dad, Skyward, and Matt Ander as their top three. And I think really highly of Skyward uh, and Mac. He had a really good place. He had pace. He had NCS experience as well, former NCS player. Um, so he had the pace, and then him ranking out, leaving, whatever the deal was, uh, I think it hurt them. Hurt them on their pace, hurt them on their speed. I think they started losing games they shouldn't have uh, during like the roster changes. Uh, granted, the roster changes, I don't know too much about Polly. I know Shraxel's good. Uh, he was a former MAC champion. I don't know if he played in that finals. I know he subbed in somewhere. Um, but, you know, historic MAC player there. Uh, so good fill-in, but with all the roster changes going on, because I believe, I don't know, I'm not too sure Phoenix had a roster change. I know San Diego, I think, changed something. Uh, Seattle obviously had that rank out from Fire Pulsa. Um, on the eastern side, Chicago just lost their stat leader, uh, Bmar, to a rank out, and they haven't uh, filled his spot yet. So there's been a lot Damn. of roster changes going on into um, at least like the playoff teams and how they'll shake up as the season goes on. Uh, there hasn't really been too many teams that haven't had roster changes. Philly has luckily been one of those teams that hasn't had to have a roster change, uh, so they're looking to still keep going forward. Um, but I think it's a different comparison to when you're comparing Vancouver at the start versus when you're comparing them now. So they're weaker in your opinion now. Statistically, I would say they lost a salary. I haven't seen too much of, uh, I don't think I've seen anything of Polly and then Shraxel. I don't think has filled in the steps yet. I don't think he's had enough series to fill in the steps of Skyward. Mm -hmm. Uh, could he do it? Sure. Possibly. I just haven't seen it yet. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I think if Matt Ander plays like Matt Ander, like, Prime Matt Ander, I think he could carry that team really through the West. But when has Matt ever been in his prime? <laughs> that's uh, uh that's, that's I'm just kidding. Part. I, I love uh, you, Matt. If you're watching us. I love uh, you. You're a great rock league player. Not in my NCS six man series. I'll tell you that. Speaking <laughs> <laughs> oh, of, uh, if you're not in the six man server, make sure you join that. If you don't know what we're talking about, you can DM one of us and we can get you that link. But it is open to all players of every league. Hashtag ad. But um, okay. Why well, hasn't Philly had a roster change? Ask Duby that question. Uh, I don't know. Maybe because you have one loss. We suck at ranked. I guess I don't know how to answer that. We suck at ranked because it's unethical to kick our AGM. Ooh, that's it. Is he gonna take that? Of course, Goose, the AGM of Philadelphia, does have that general manager experience. He just wants when he was time. on he wants time. I think we need to check to see if there's any like PayPal transactions from Mixta to Brindle. That's oh, a headset microphone, out. and I'm using my webcam through a phone. I don't have money, Hydro. That's where uh, all the money went. That's, no, that's, that's what, what I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> you, you invested it all back into your Mac team. It's crazy. <laughs> Trying to go back oh, to Mac. My. It pays out, baby. It pays out. Oh, I mean, yeah. that's something, you I guess. Could, you're, look, you're looking at it almost. There's a chance for a two-timer. You know what I mean? I'm Dude, I don't think we've ever had a back-to-back -back champion in United Rock history in all leagues. It would be, it'd be wool, right? It would wool, yeah, wool would be if they win this season. That would be one of the first. I think ties would also any... be back to back. Oh yeah, that's what? true. Yeah, if they win, yes, that's true. Yeah, we're not talking about NCS, Dubert. <laughs> Stay in your lane. Go back to your macaroni hole where you belong. Is tides an NCS player? Yes, he is. If there was a repeat, it would have been from like early seasons, like two and three, something like that. Four. Whenever Sully won. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. Sully the goat. The goat. I mean, all I'm saying, okay. like, Philly has all these sandbagging accusations when they sign Goose as their AGM. So, like, oh, where did Goose oh, use the GM before? Anyone Detroit? know? <clears throat> oh, I mean, oh. I mean, 
cheat right sorry no we're not going <laughs> on that route. i mean no, no, don't do that. no i was there last season don't do that we removed that stick oh ben, shit ben there sandbaggers too what do you I mean was, cab and noah mm-hmm. oh my god <laughs> philly <laughs> is turning into the new detroit oh hey they didn't god. win yeah we lost 13 and 1 both of us dang for real oh. Yeah, we, we got first we rounded by the, a team that we you both went into postseason thirteen and one and got second rounded, I guess, but first rounded technically. Yeah, I remember. Who did you guys lose to, Dubert? Uh, we lost to that was on my Jersey? stream. I think Jersey. They we got lost to Jersey. Yeah, we lost to Jersey. We got like destroyed. Oh, that's right. That's right, dude. Virgil popped off. Yeah. I remember he. We were we watched that stream, or me and Mixon did that stream the week before, and I remember thinking somebody else who was on that team. I forgot. We couldn't pronounce his name though. And I was like, oh, this guy's really good. I didn't really think much of him. I didn't think it was bad, but I didn't think much of him. And then that next week, I was like, who the fuck is this kid? Somebody somebody look at his computer. See if his settings change. Somebody's playing on his account. No, man, he just goaded. He, he outplayed me. He he definitely outplayed me. That whole team outplayed us in general. Virgil the GOAT. What's up? Uh, He's on Phoenix now, so that's what we were talking about that. He's Vir- on Phoenix Virgil, now. who was on your team? Who was on your team for Jersey? It was like something like a, a Caillou or something like that. Oh, Caillou-B. That's Kai-U-B, who it was. Yes, yes. Q-B. Oh, Q-B? Yes. I remember yeah, he played really well. Who did they play? Nashville? I, Nashville. I think it was Nashville. Yeah. Nashville. We did that. Yes, Q-B. Q-B played Nashville. Yes, I remember yeah. thinking that guy was good. And then Virgil came and just started, like, you know, peaking. He peaked. Who won FET? Oh, that was, that was Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta. That was another questionable... Uh... A lot of debate about that because Monty was like 1,400 at the time and farming 1,000 of them are players in Fed. But <clears throat> anyways. And he wasn't even the NCS player on that team. <laughs> yeah, Gemini is. Y'all remember the Gemini's there too. And then Gemini suddenly goes to spectator after the season over. Hmm. Kind of questionable. Anyways. All right. Well, I think we covered just about everything on the big old macaroni and cheese league. So... Now it's time for something that a lot of people have a lot of discussion about and probably tune into, and that is the Noodle Cup series. Probably the most drama-related, talked-about, popular league of United Rogue. Um, And of course, classically, we have to go over the standings first. Mixta, why don't you uh, tell us who's kind of in the lead right now? Oh, I'd love to. So, uh, go Philly, number one, uh, currently leading the league in points. Uh, KCC is right behind them, but go ahead and breaking it down by conference by conference. Uh, you've got Philly number one, 50 points, 13 and two. Washington sharing that same record, but 47 points, so a couple game fives hurting them. Uh, Atlanta roaring back into a third seed over Detroit, 39 points, 10 and five. Detroit kind of slacking off a little bit, losing a few series back to back game fives, 38 points, nine and six. That's your RIP collide. Yeah, RIP collide. Uh, <laughs> Fifth seed, you've got uh, Pittsburgh, kind of in like a Seattle and uh, Portland scenario last season. 43 points, 11 and 4. Uh, and then right behind them, 37 points, 9 and 6, New England. In those final two wildcard spots, you've got 32 points, Miami, 8 and 7. 30 points, Ottawa, 7 and 8. Um, but still in that playoff race, I mean, you can kind of still count um, everybody teams. Yeah, pretty much all the way up until like 12th or 13th. Yeah. Uh, pretty much like the 20 point plus teams. Because uh, they still have mathematical chances to make it, uh, they just need a lot more things to go their way, and then you know, blood they can handle. Uh, when I say that, meaning like they need to win series and then have other people lose their series, so it's out of their control basically. Still chances though. That ranges all the way down from Jersey, Chicago, Baltimore, Buffalo, uh, Montreal especially. Montreal is absolutely a team that can make it out. Uh, which I'll get to a fun fact about them here in a minute. Uh, moved on to the West, KCC has kind of been that consistent number one. Uh, 
they would have not been the number one if all of the drama hadn't happened on that Western Conference side, which we can get into that in a minute. Uh, 49 points, 12 and three, right behind them against you, series behind uh, is lag, 10 and five, 40 points. Portland also making a roar back, uh, 39 points, 10 and five. They were, I think, somewhere sitting around 10th or 11th as the season went on, and they kind of roared back with the rest of their division, Vancouver as well. Uh, division lead of the Gulf, New Orleans 9 and six, having a dogfight at the moment with Dallas. Uh, so the golf division is pretty much only set to send one play or one team to the playoffs. And it is currently a dog fight, one point differential between New Orleans and Dallas. Um, but speaking of division dog fights, Northwest having Portland, Vancouver, and Seattle, all pretty much set or third, fifth, and sixth seed is pretty much as close as you can get it. Two points separating the uh, first and third of uh, that division. And then obviously the Pacific division leader is uh, 10 and five, 40 points. Next closest is 33, 33, 32, and that's 7th, 8th, and ninth spots. So those divisions are kind of uh, close, if you would. That's some spicy matchups. I mean, I don't know mm-hmm. if they... I think they play. everybody plays like a division at the end of the season. I hope yeah, so, anyway. SF, like SFC, San Diego, and Maui all have games against each other. Oh, it's going to be crazy. That's going to be exciting. Oh, my goodness. I'd like to point out that uh, at the beginning of the season, I said Portland was going to be good. And uh, everybody's like, nah, they don't got it anymore. They don't have it. It's not It's not the same team. I know, because I'm not there, you know, which it's a valid reason to believe Portland's not going to be the same. But uh, look at them. Look at them coming back. They, they started out really, really bad as far as, like, predictions go. Like, I totally thought they were going to, like, you know, smash and that it was just going to be a battle between Vancouver, Seattle, and Portland, but towards, like, the top of the standings the whole time. But it, it wasn't, and, you know, I, I like to see him come back because I like the Portland people. I mean, at the beginning of the season, uh, everyone in the Six Men changed their name to Poor Shambles. I remember that, and I was like, goodness, what, why are they getting hated on so much? Like, Volt's one of the most mechanical and best players in the Euro Cup series. Nothing changed. Maybe his team changed a little bit, but you still have Soli, who's always, like, farming in stats. And then everyone's just like, oh, my gosh, Portland's horrible. Portland in shambles. They are not good. And uh, Kevin, no, Portland Shambles was original, and then it became like Shambles. We're going to touch on that in a little bit. But yeah, uh, now the 2-5, they got 39 points. They are right behind Lag, who has completely fallen apart after some questionable um, decision-making by a few members of their team. And uh, that Western <laughs> uh, that Western Conference race, though, it just looks like Kansas City is just running away with it. But it's so close in the hunt san francisco san diego maui and dallas all within one point of each other not to mention division races i mean that western conference in the noodle cup series looks a little bit uh like more of a tight race maybe better teams or just uh less competition we get to um, that topic of like uh when, when teams are this close it's always a question of like if it's good teams or if they're just that close because you can have teams that are really close to each other in skill but not be good. And you can have teams that are really good and then be close to each other there. Uh, so without a doubt, they're close to each other, but comparison on if they're good or not, I think they're all good teams with top rosters. Uh, but the buzz around NCS has been, uh, KCC has pretty much been that team to beat as of late uh, on the Western side. But a lot of the predictions I've seen come out have just had uh, somewhere between Philly, Washington, and Pittsburgh on that Eastern side, like uh making it further like the the eastern side with um those three teams the two metro teams washington and pittsburgh having tough battles uh then philadelphia leading the conference it's really been talks of those 
uh, in terms of like who's going to make it far into playoffs. And there really hasn't been too much decision on the West other than just, yeah, KCC is going to go pretty good. And then everybody's kind of unsure about everybody else, like where they're going to shake out, who loses the who, because it is that close. Um, and I think they are good players, but I don't know if they have, because they also undergo roster changes as well. Um, especially on that Los Angeles and Seattle side, shout out Polar Bear, uh, causing all that. Uh, and then you have SFC switching out their top rosters, San Diego having a roster meltdown earlier in the season, uh, Maui having some suspensions bans that hurt their rosters. Uh, so a lot of things that have shaken out poorly for these teams that they're trying to make work, and I think that hurt their overall skill in the long run. Did anybody get any of that? I wasn't listening. <laughs> You gotta well. You gotta remember the Seattle thing. Well, Seattle wasn't just on Polar. It was you know Noah had like college shit going on, so he decided to, you know, leave, and that's really what started it. So I do know that. I'm in Seattle. Will be. <laughs> um, rip bozo. Oh, I, I'm not gonna lie, and like I'm like completely unbiased here, but like I I honestly. Can't see anybody from the West beating the top three from the East. Ooh. Even even Detroit. I would even throw Detroit in there because when Vizsla and Nebra are like playing good together, like they they're still just as scary as I mean, obviously they're just as scary as Philly because they they beat Philly like pretty badly. Um, but you also have like Washington and Pitt. It's like Philly's dominating the East, but you have teams like Washington and Pitt who are like also on the East. And those rosters are stacked, you know, like, you know, Jacob and Nova, like that, that's a duo everybody knows, you know, you have Mafia Shadows on Atlanta, who I wouldn't say is better than Detroit at the moment, even though their record shows it, like still the, the fact that, you know, Mafia Shadows and the Atlanta boys could be a fourth seed, like the East just looks way too stacked comparatively. In my opinion, I think like Kansas City and Portland, I think they have the best shot to make it out of the West. Uh, I do like lag, but like like you said, like Bunsky's gone, you know, and I think probably the best duo on the West was Bunsky and Schlump together. I don't think anybody held a candle to them when, when they were filling it together. Um, and now you have, you know, no Bunsky. You still got Schlump, um, but Paulie's a different player, and Koala Bear that they signed is also going to be a different player. So, you know, does it mesh as well? They did beat Maui, you know, pretty handily as well. So like I don't I don't know if Lag has it. I don't think I don't think it's because of like if they don't have it, I don't think it's because they're bad players. I just don't know what that team looks like without uh Bunsky on it, you know, as far as like playing, you know, top process. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like vote him out, but still. Um, like I said, at, at the moment, because you have Sully. You know, and because you have Black Shark and Doodle, I think Portland and Kansas City, um, just based off reputation alone, probably have the best chance to get out of the West. But how do they beat Philly? How do they beat Washington? Wait, 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 wait. What's your what's your top three East teams? Is it Philly, my top Washington, three and Detroit? Uh, no, I think my top three East teams are Philly, Washington, and Pitt. And then you have Detroit as a close fourth. Um, I don't think I think what I think Detroit doesn't have is as much roster depth as the other teams have. Like everybody on Philly is cracked. Like it, it's like you could make a really. It wouldn't be hard to argue that each one of their players is the best player in that salary. You know, 
Like the the biggest argument you have for 165s at the moment is is Jordan better than Deity? You know that in my opinion, you still got Sully and you still got Lag Shark and Doodle, but Deity is just so fucking good. Oops, so freaking good. <laughs> and then you know you got uh like Mayo. Mayo's cracked. Everybody knows Mayo's cracked. And like nobody, you better not doubt Jacob or Nova when it comes to playoffs. Like they they're just they're just too good and they play too good together. And the fact that they're third best player on that team is gg like uh, i don't know pit, pit seems stacked like i said the east they just seem stacked you know everybody and, and you go all the way down like ottawa being eighth seed like i said that that's got to be a roster depth thing but like poofy's insane and like calvin's defense still like we didn't we didn't see calvin for like three seasons i played in a scrim with him could not score i like the dude it just it pulls saves out of nowhere um so i think the tougher battle is going to be, you know, the the east side playoffs. I think those are going to be like determining who wins. I respect that. But, you know, if you're going off of standings, not to be uh not to be disrespectful to Atlanta, they are number 3 right now. I'm not going to lie, that that console player is kind of cracked. He might carry them past Past first round of playoffs. Well, they're they're not really number three because it gets reseeded. Well, yeah, yeah, but I mean they they are doing good, and I think if Mafia Mafia is kind of like the the Mayo of Washington, I feel like if Mafia doesn't play, Atlanta is not good, and I think if if, 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 no, I I don't think Mafia had a PC, bro. He'd be so good. That would also if if you watch that stream where they played against New England, Executor and Theory were doing everything literally everything you know uh, they did go to game five against the england but i think it was more of a slow start and like like i said like mafia didn't really get going he had some good plays but he he wasn't like hard carry mafia that i've seen before but they didn't need it they like the, theory theory can shoot if he has boost and he's not out then he can shoot and if he's drunk. um if he's the liquor yes so he needs boost and he needs liquor those are the two things he needs and I've then x points, uh, after you're done sorry and then and then X is such a good passer. I like I I don't I would not worry about Atlanta in playoff. Go ahead, Max. I've got I've got two points to touch on uh, with that. After the reseed in the current standings of the moment uh, for the Eastern Conference, it would be Atlanta fourth and Detroit fifth, which would make those two teams play each other in the first round. Uh, so you have Mafia X and Theory. I'm just assuming top roster versus top roster because I have to right. uh, copium. Uh, Mafia Theory Executor. Versus V Slay, Nevro, Jumpman. You've got his historically oh, good NCS players on either side man. and some new player. Like I guess V Slay I mean V Slay's been around for a season or two, so he he'll he'll have that experience. This is Mafia's mm-hmm. first season that we've ever seen him, and he's still oh, he played last season. better. Did he play last season? Oh yeah, he was mm-hmm. towards the end of last season. Oh, yes, I won't count back. that. that that's why that's season. why I know he's cracked because like yeah, Atlanta wasn't doing very good, you know, and then they pulled, you know, Mafia Shadows and yeah. Didn't they win like was... five or six games in a row when he came they out? Did. They did get stopped. Yes. Uh, yeah. They, they almost made playoffs. playoffs. Yeah, yep. they, they got stopped. Detroit, the Detroit's also lost three series in a row, you know? Yeah, they, they have. Played... But when you look at these two teams and they face each other first round and the current receiving, it could change. But mm-hmm. going to Sis's point where you have the standings in effect, when you look at those three roster or those two rosters with those three players on either side facing each other first round, top versus top, do That's you crazy. not have V Slay Nevro jump, man? That's for sense. Do you take it's Mafia insane. Executor in theory over V Slade Jumpman and Nevro? I think Detroit loses. I don't think they have the ice. I don't. I, I don't. I know how Nevro plays. 
I, so I here, here's yeah, here's my thought process on that. I think if both teams are on and firing on all cylinders, uh, based on what we saw in the New England Atlanta series, I think Atlanta was playing very well in the second half of that game. They obviously had a poor start. New England started off good. They were challenging everything, but that's what you have to look at. Ball chasing against the Atlanta defense in midfield was locking them down and putting eight goals on them. Granted, New England or Atlanta did come back with seven of their own that game, um, but high pressure, intensity, and just all-out ball chasing sent them packing into their defensive end. And those three players on Detroit, are they not ball chasing, aggressive, counterattack heavy when they can be on the offense, mechanically good in the air, fast, just everywhere? I think that pressure alone can stuff out a lot of defenses and counterattacks in the midfield. No matter good, no matter how good Atlanta's passing is, I think when you have teams that just outright ball chase like that, it's super tough to counter. And if you don't get off to the right foot against a team like that, it's very tough to get back. Now, obviously, they did do it versus New England, but I think New England also, to pay credit to um, what happened, New England definitely was starting to miss a lot more towards the end of that series. They deserve to not have that series go their way, but I don't see... Uh, a trio like Nevro, a trio like Nevro, Vesley, and Jumpman all missing consistently like that. But no offense to Nevro. I'm not trying to call him out, but I'm going to call him out. There's been a lot of times where I expected him to be really good, or at least good, and he wasn't. And I've seen that like a lot consistently over the last couple of seasons. So I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm like, all right, in a playoffs scenario against an Atlanta team that is doing pretty well, I think, considering. And Detroit, that's kind of on a downgrade. They've already got pressure. They already think that they're they're kind of in their head a little bit. They're going to have a little bit of nerves. I think Atlanta beats them. I think it's close, but I think they pull out because I think Atlanta will have the ice. But that's just... That's I, I think it definitely could be... Like a, yeah, I think it definitely could be a Game 7 scenario. Uh, but I just wanted to touch on that point. I saw Moto in chat earlier. I wanted to touch back on that team. Montreal is one of the most underrated teams in NCS in terms of top roster goes or high salaries go. They are they only have one 160 on their team, uh, Big Wade. Everybody else is 155 and 150, and their record versus current playoff teams in the East is probably better than most. The only teams that probably don't have a better record than them are the two team or the teams with two losses. Against uh, the the only losses that Montreal have to playoff teams, Philadelphia and five. They lost in Game 5 to Philadelphia. They did get swept by Atlanta, and they've been swept twice by Ottawa. They've beaten Miami, New England, Pittsburgh, Washington, and Detroit. And they played Detroit twice. They haven't played them a second time yet. They play them Week 9 or 10. But Montreal has beaten the majority of the Eastern Conference uh, playoff teams and only have lost to kind of like some low-roster scenarios where they had to play not their top roster. Uh, it's honestly surprising how they've lost or how they're sitting ninth seed right now. I assume it's just because of like depth issues, um, but honestly, I love Randy. Randy, Randy Day, good dude, great player, uh, Mac League finalist, awesome dude. But them bringing him up to 150 instead of filling out like a 160 or 165 spot, I think could cost them that playoff spot. Um, I have a question then. Like, mm -hmm. well, not really a question, but more like a thought. So, like, you you're saying that Montreal top roster when they play. They're like really, really good, right? Mm -hmm. So if Montreal makes playoffs, they have a really good chance of beating these really good teams, right? Statistically, yeah. Yes, statistically. Uh, but I don't think they're going to make playoffs because their E slot still needs two games for compliance. Mm -hmm. And, you know, 
he's he's played four series and he has five goals and nine assists. Now, they might have been series against some of the best teams, you know, so you know, he could be struggling. But um, I feel like they're really going to have to work hard to make it to playoffs, especially since they're um, in the ninth seed. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, they, they beat Ottawa twice. You know, they beat Detroit before. So when it comes to their division, they're doing really, really good. And they, who do they, they have lost, left? They to... lost to Ottawa twice. Oh, they lost to Ottawa twice. They got swept oh. both times. They lost week one when they, they played a fat player. And they then... beat Miami and they beat Detroit. Yeah. Yeah, they've beaten everybody else. They've only lost to Atlanta. They, they got swept by Atlanta well. twice by Ottawa and they lost. <laughs> oh, they beat uh, War? Oh, they 3 1 War. They 3 1 War. They 3 2 yeah. Detroit. Basically, teams that have been like trying to overtake into that first position have been stopped by Montreal. It, yeah, it's wild how they're like gatekeeping. <laughs> Uh, like teams getting higher seeds, like number one, number two, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Moto, Moto, and Deadsy are like they have chemistry, so they seem to be like a good duo. And you know, and their last, their, their Montreal's last three series of the season is Chicago, Cleveland, and Detroit. Chicago and Cleveland, obviously being just outside of those playoff spots. I think Cleveland's actually sitting like three and eleven, something like that. Uh, three and twelve. Uh, but Detroit probably the better of those three teams, and they got the better of them last time. So I could realistically see. Uh, an eleven and seven Detroit, and then Montreal making that eight case for an eight seed if Ottawa fumbles the bag. Ottawa and Miami could possibly fumble the bag. Yeah, I'm looking at Ottawa's schedule right now. Ottawa's last okay, so Ottawa's last three: Detroit, Pittsburgh, Chicago. So oh, they have Detroit and Pittsburgh to go through. Yeah, those are. Some and tough I don't know ones. if they make through both of those. Miami's last two, uh, three series: you have Jersey, Atlanta, Carolina. It's just the rest of their division games. I think Miami could make it through, um, but Ottawa is definitely in a lot more trouble with these last three series than Montreal is, and that could just be enough for Montreal to overtake him. If Poofy's not lagging, he can carry, and they are all at compliance. So, you know, they they could play the roster that they want to play, which is probably going to be Poofy, Calvin, and Soul. He messaged me last night. He was like, yo, is your internet dying? I'm having to play the series with it. I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, no. But uh, it's safe to say that either either Montreal or Ottawa, either one that is in that uh, that eighth seed, has capability of kind of doing an upset or at least giving people a run for their money. I, I think Poofy would probably be a rumble player next season. I think he's just too good, or he needs at least to get a, on a better team. No offense to Ottawa, but it's just he can't stand this. Oh my god! But um, yo, at at Sully at Mixta. <clears throat> Unless, unless, unless you like own own it or you're the GM, but like that's boring. Like why would you do that? Um, yeah, that's lame. Team Hop, take up take up my boy Polar Bears strat. Leave your number one seed for the number two seed, and then watch and then fall. But I, I saw someone bring up Kitty a point Polar, earlier you. in the chat. I think it was Aqua. It was a while ago, but I wanted well, to touch exactly. on it. He he said, uh, where where did he say? He was saying war. Uh, versus Philly, who you have, and I'm I would be completely honest. Like this is this is a non-biased take. This is me watching both teams over the season and seeing how mm-hmm. they perform. I think Mayo is insane. I I don't know who in the world this person is. I've never heard of him until then. But I think he's cracked. However, mm-hmm. I think there are three Mayos on Philadelphia. That is Twinkle Biscuit, Jordan, <laughs> and Deity. As much as I love Washington uh... and how good that they are, I don't see a world where they beat Philly in playoffs unless. Unless for some reason Philly just chokes because Deity doesn't have the ice, and that is an issue. But I still don't see a world where Washington beats Philly with both teams having their top roster. I think you're right and you're wrong, sis. I, I do think Philly beats Washington probably like eight times out of ten. 
I don't think they have two or three mayos though. They have two. They got Jordan and Deity, right? Twinkle Biscuit is arguably the best 155 in the league, unless he's not feeling it. Then he is probably the worst 155 in the league. That Detroit series where they got destroyed, like Jordan said, he played bad, but I, I was watching it from the outside. <laughs> I was watching from the outside, and that was probably one of Twinkle's worst series I've ever seen him play. Like the whiffs were crazy, and like I, I don't see like I don't see Twinkle whiff. You know that it's wild to me watching Twinkle whiff like that. Like I said, he was just off. I do not think he's a bad player, and I think you know if Twinkle's playing good, not even his best. If Twinkle's playing good, Philly beats just about everybody. The, I, the I only agree. thing is, like you, you're. People are picking, like, wondering who wins between War and Philly. I don't think that's the matchup that causes Philly the most harm. I think it's Pitt because you have crazy monkey chase, monkey ball chasers Nova and Jacob, or it's Detroit. You have crazy ball chase monkeys in uh, Nevro and Visla. I think those are the biggest issues for. Well, are, are those your two losses? Uh, Pittsburgh Pitt? and Detroit are our two losses. Oh, did you look at that? Detroit was um, top roster. Pittsburgh mm-hmm. was uh, not top roster, but it was their top roster versus us. We we played um, both their top rosters. Gotcha. Um, what against you played? Pitt played their top roster. It was Nova. I think it was Nova Jacob. It may have been Bowser. It was definitely Bowser. I don't. I don't know who else played, but I I was, know he Nova said. I know he said Deity was playing out of his mind, and you know, still, you know, it's. I think those are the biggest issues. And I I think that's how you play if you're going to, like, try to beat Philly. But you have to do it well. Because, like, Jordan, like, when he has control, like, he's very scary. He can get it over you, and he can get it to a teammate. And then D.A.D. can shoot from anywhere. So it's like, you have to be on point and super fast. And one slip up, and if no one whips the ball, and it's over. So I, I don't think War has the best chance against Philly. I do agree with you. Um but you know, but, Philly still. I don't. I don't see Philly losing to to anyone really. Um, but if someone, if they are going to lose, it's going to be some a player of a, a play style like Detroit or Pittsburgh. There's a key point you're forgetting though. That is Twinkle Biscuit in playoffs. This is the guy who hit a must musty double touch, double touch <laughs> in a playoff game on stream. Like the first highlight, I was casting this game and I almost flipped out of my chair. I was like, wait, what did I just witness? I 100% agree that Twinkle's highs are very high and his lows are very low. But yes. he's a different beast in playoffs. He's like mythic in playoffs when he's playing for Philly Rumble Finals. He's just different. I don't know what it is. He's just, he's just, twink- he's the bald machine. He's just he's got that insane. dog in him. He's got oh, that we, dog in him. We've only seen, we've only seen him once in playoffs and he only but won he's one still series. with the same duo. He's, he was, he was with Jordan you know, in playoffs last season and he's still with Jordan. They, they enable each other. They're the Michael mm-hmm. Jordan and Scotty. And Perry, now they have right? the addition of DD. And now they, and now they have DD. Right. So even yeah, if one I'm of them like, is off, I think they still win. But I, but I'm saying, what I'm saying is like, yes, Twinkle had an amazing series, but I don't, I don't think like that one series means that Twinkle is nuts in playoffs. Right. But he also he, did very good against SFK too. SFK? Yeah, they played them first round, card. and then they played. Um, I don't know who they beat. They played then. SFK when they didn't have Jordan. That was uh, Rise yeah, Jordan was on the bench, but yeah, yeah, Jordan was out that week, and then he comes mm-hmm. back for quarters the next week versus Kansas City. And that's when they lost. That's when they lost. That's yeah. when Must. Or that's when Twinkle hit his Musty right. double tap. So, they so, lost so Twinkle is one and one in playoffs, as far right. as we know. Right. So we don't know if he's an. He very well could be, and I, and I'm like excited to see if he is. 
like I said, I rate that team very highly. I, I still think they're the best team in NCS. And the fact that Twinkle's your third best player, quote unquote, like that's terrifying, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Scary. Very, talking, very scary team. You guys are talking about like the downsides of Philly, obviously, but I mean, if you're bringing in like the, the thing of Philly versus war, I mean, you're going to talk about the downsides of war as well. I mean, I, I, I don't think it's a competition between Philly and war. That's why I don't okay. bring it up. Like at all. Uh, I mean, I mean, Mayo, Mayo is cracked and you know, Billy Bob Joe seven, nine, six, three, four, um, is insane. But like I said, I, I think Philly's Philly's play style against war's play style. It's, it's, it's not a very good matchup. I mean, they lost to war. With, or they lost to Philly with a Mac player. I don't know. Some that was terrible Mac player. But um, <laughs> yeah. In my opinion, from what I've seen from Philly, it's not the war place out. They could beat him, sure, because you know, you have you have to outskill him, but I think it's a lot harder for Washington to beat Philly than it is for a team like Detroit or Philly. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, I think well, to touch on with high potential though. Yeah. They just I aren't think there the yet. touch on with Washington is like uh they they're still, they're, they're playing well. Philly. They're playing Philly in the conference final if they don't yeah. meet each other on the way there, is, is th- my I opinion. Sure. Well, it's like with their roster change they just had, I keep forgetting who was their old 155 uh, before them, but he was pretty good. I liked watching him. Um, but having Smooth come in, I think Smooth is, is a fantastic 155, but I think his play style is trying to mesh into what Aqua and Mayo are already doing. And watching them versus that Pittsburgh team last ooh, Saturday, um obviously they got the win but at times it just looked like pittsburgh obviously had way too many misses on defensive end midfield they whiffed a lot towards the end um but it was really like they had uh, washington had good pressure but there were so many times where it was just like smooth was not in a position and then he was getting cut off a lot by Aqua and Mayo he was getting like pushed away he was getting cut off in the midfield it caused that to be just caught him to be third to be pushed up too far because he was going to go for the ball and then he gets cut off and their third's too close uh and then they get counterattacked on and then if it was just a little bit more pressure from pittsburgh they could have won that series but i understand that smooth was lagging for a good portion of that series but Ooh, the they may were he, both lagging yeah but the portion where he wasn't lagging and playing fine it, i still saw those mistakes so i think it's a, it's a cohesion issue on the side of washington to talk about their downsides mm-hmm. i think it's a cohesion issue at the moment i don't know if they can fix it in time for playoffs Three weeks seems like a lot of time to be able to fix that. So we'll see if they can. Uh, but that's that's the issue I'm looking at. Not necessarily inconsistency of like shooting accuracy and stuff like that. I'm looking at the cohesion of smooth. Okay. All right. Okay. So I get down with that. I still think words are very good though. I, I'm not trying to say they're bad. I just like, you know, play style differences, I think, really, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I think previously, like, First round matchups, second round matchups. If War doesn't meet Philly and they meet Pittsburgh, I think Pittsburgh. But <clears throat> I'm not going to go further than that. They haven't, yeah. they haven't lost to Pittsburgh yet. I, I yeah, think they, they haven't was, lost it. I know. They I know. Lost. Playoffs is different, though. Playoffs, Playoffs is, is a lot different. Really different. And I, I think it'd be close, but like, I don't know. I think Jacob is still has the most most mechanical ice. raw talent in NCS. In, in so and when he's in playoffs, he's just. The and guy. the ice he's got the ice he's he's got the rage he's got everything that you need i think jacob is just insane the keyboard smash and he's got he's got the og duo of nova <laughs> on the side and you've got gg there yeah hopefully gg can play on playoffs all of them can play on playoffs. that's gonna be a good roster i mean these are stacked man these are stacked mm. 
I, I, think I think you could replace Bowser and Gigi. Like they're interchangeable. I, yeah. I do think Gigi's better, but I think like Bowser also fits very well with with uh, Jacob and Nova. I think with yeah. Bowser, you're gonna see a lot more pressure. Mm-hmm. Bowser should move on to Robin Bowl. Yeah, we should move on to yeah. the sweats of the league. <clears throat> now for Robin Bowl because we are kind of Robin Bowl is is like uh, unexpectedly wholesome this season. We're gonna put this little. Uh... I wish I was good enough there to be Robin Bowl. Look at, that, be. look at that little text. Ramen bowl drama. Wait, there's ramen bowl drama? Oh, okay. Um, okay, okay. So there's multiple things with ramen bowl drama. I'm going to go ahead and go over the standings really, really quick. Um, and the situations involved. The West, San Antonio is absolutely dominating. They're 14-1. No surprise there. Portland is right behind them at 13-3. Vancouver is 12-3 and with 46 points. Phoenix is also up there. Phoenix is also a very good team with that OG duo of Centurion and Jish. They just capped it out with Tater, so they're pretty solid. Uh, Seattle and Dallas right there. Cold and Bean, the recent Rumble promos, doing well, showing that they can hold themselves against the 1700s. Um, and Dallas is always consistently the same roster over and over, and they're always just kind of like right there with them. The East, Buffalo, no surprise there. Father L's dominating with Taylor on top. Baltimore right behind him with the good old Fortnite folly. I love folly. Follow <laughs> um, the goat. New England is also up there, pretty decent team. Pittsburgh is up there, but there's an issue with Pittsburgh that's been going on, oh and one of their players is not going to meet um, compliance. So yeah. they are going to be qualified from playoffs, unfortunately. So that means the goat, tiny turtle. Washington is up there, Detroit, and then Miami would originally take their spot, but Miami had two players leave. And uh, oh. I don't know what happened, but Groovy <laughs> just left the team and left oh. UR. And I think Jesper oh. also left. I'm not sure. But uh, they Ooh. lost two players. So they have to fill that roster by then if they get that uh, playoff spot. So technically speaking, um, you could see Cleveland make playoffs as a 6-9 team with uh, 22 points. Um, it's just a big mess. Okay. But the, big the, big, the big thing that's going on is this morning, I saw a lot of Rama Bowl discussion going on, and people were talking about playoffs and what was going to happen. And uh, obviously in the rulebook, uh, if people would take two seconds out of their day to read it, it says eight teams made it. But at the beginning of the season, this was not changed when we changed Rama Bowl from 32 to 24 teams. It wasn't edited. So Rama Bowl is technically speaking right at the moment classified as eight teams in the playoffs. Which means over on the west side, you would have Denver and Kansas City as a 7th and 8th seed making it, with Houston right behind them, who just signed Garen, who, uh, according to Ramen Bowl, is the best player in the world, and they still have yet to win a series with him. Um, unable to do much. But there's a possibility that they could make it, and Garen obviously is a very good player, former sub rogue a couple of years ago. Um, very, very solid. So that'd be crazy to see the 8th seed come in, maybe shake things up and beat the number 1 seed. However, the problem is... With 24 teams in um, Ramen Bowl, there's no real reason for you to have eight teams make it to where it'd be 16 out of 24 teams make playoffs, right? Right. Mm -hmm. That's that's what everyone thinks, and the logical question is, however, Grandma sent out a ping and a poll asking the general managers and the Ramen Bowl captains whether or not that should happen or not, and it seems pretty split. So that means I'm going to ask you people on the desk i'm not going to give an opinion on this yet do you think it's logical that a team like the jersey jackals who are four and 12 with 20 points should be able to make playoffs because an eight, eight teams make the playoffs in a 
and a very lopsided season of ramen bowl. There's it's very top heavy, very top heavy this season. I mean, no, they shouldn't, but like, why didn't anybody think about this early? How come nobody was like, yo, there's too many teams making playoffs. What are the directors doing? Hello, sis. Hello, Alex. You know, <laughs> there, there was talk about it. Like, Alex was like, well, why is this happening? And, you know, like, bruh, you kind of let this happen. Um, that's not entirely his fault. But like I said, it, it was a small thing that was overlooked, especially because we didn't know ramen bowl teams until we knew RBS teams. And we didn't know RBS teams until very close to the beginning of the season, you know? And at that point, there's a million things going on because RB and RBS are not the only leagues. They're not even the most popular leagues. So, you know, they're trying to figure out MAC. They're trying to figure out NCS. They're trying to figure out Fet League. They're trying to figure out what to do with Linguini League. And then, you know, one small thing slips through the cracks, and that is too many teams in playoffs for Robin Bowl. The thing was that, like, we added the two extra seeds to the other leagues because this is esports you don't need a bye week because you don't need rest you know you're not you know unless you're jacob smashing your desk you're not really in any sort of physical harm um so it makes sense because the bye week kind of screws the number one seed and then like other than that you know it's a league for fun so having more teams in playoffs you know it makes things spicy it's nice you know no, nobody really minds that i feel like but yes i agree there are too many teams in ramen bowl but what are you going to do now? I guess number one seeds, they get a free stomp, you know? Uh, Nashville making go Dylan. That'd be awesome. You know, I'd like to see Dylan make playoffs. That'd be pretty sweet. I mean, that's all I got, though. Like, obviously, like, this is, like, my, my biggest issue is, unfortunately, due to a, a much larger uh, salary cap than it should have been for Ramen Bowl, um, that is a large reason that it is so top heavy. Um, with teams like San Antonio and Buffalo just kind of dominating the lower tier, like teams in one seventies, like like Nashville, Dylan. Um, it's it's an unfortunate like situation. I said you can't spell Dylan without multiple L's. He's out here catching strays, bro. But yeah, it does it does open the opportunity for teams like four that are four and twelve, three and twelve, three and twelve, like Philly, um, to be able to just kind of eke their way into a position. However, Alex brought up a good point uh, earlier that I'm gonna leak, not really leak, nothing's been decided, and he said, "What if you have like a play-in kind of tournament for the lower tier teams? Um, so like fourth seed through eighth seed, they play each other. Whoever wins that goes and plays the higher seed." So that way, the people that are like, oh my gosh, you know, we should only have six teams like playoffs, not eight. They're happy. They're not upset. And it's still a good s solution to this. That definitely should have been caught, including I'm putting blame on myself for not looking at this and taking notice. Um, and thumbs because he's EU. <laughs> and thumbs because he's EU. We primarily put the blame on thumbs. Always blame thumbs. Um, <laughs> but I think that's a good idea. And also, that brings up the point, which I'm not meaning to like kind of stir right back into other leagues, but I'm going to anyways. Um, Dubert has talked a lot about uh changing kind of how the playoff works, and in Dubert regards... talking a lot, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and in regards yeah, how that is, and he's he's made a lot of uh good points and suggestions or good ideas that I think would kind of correlate well. Um, however, we don't have the time to get into that today or tonight, I guess I should say. Don't worry though, we'll we'll give you plenty of time to bring that up. But uh, I like the idea of that plan system, and I think it might would 
not be a bad idea for the other leagues, especially considering we're having eight teams make playoffs now. But uh, I'm not going to get straight into that yet because we are just about at an hour now and I don't want to go like crazy overboard for the first episode. Um, we covered a lot tonight. A lot of cute little stuff. Barely a lot, but, you know, we covered up some cool stuff. You know, there's still plenty of things like the bands and NCS and drama and stuff that's always going to be there and game results. But, uh, you know, it, it's mainly just kind of skimming the surface for this first episode and the scuffed production by me. Um, Mixta, you've been awfully quiet, so I'm going to give it to you. Um, what's, what's your uh, kind of final thoughts and closing remarks as we finish out this uh Mixta's finding a 